right, all right, all right, all right. Day 199. Welcome back to the Windows Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. Uh, we come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right, so we're in Jeremiah 17 to 20 today. And remember uh, that this section, this first section of Jeremiah is my man's greatest hits, right? So he is uh, prophesying for about 41 years to the Southern Kingdom of Judah. And he is going to just go in, right, about uh, the sin that is persistent among God's people. And we see that here. He says this, the sin of Judah is inscribed with an iron stylus, with a diamond point. It is engraved, hear this, on the tablet of their hearts and on the horns of their altars. One of the things that we've uh, seen uh, thus far in the book of Jeremiah is the theme of the heart. Now, remember, my man Jeremiah, like he, his favorite book in the OT was was uh, the same book as KP, uh, same favorite uh, KP's, uh, Deuteronomy, right? So remember in Deuteronomy, like he talked, Moses talked about the heart so, so much. And Jeremiah does the same thing. But the point he's making here is that this iron stylus, right? This was a tool in ancient Israel that was used to inscribe writing on wood, metal, and stone. And so these engravings were meant to be permanent. So in other words, what Jeremiah is, is saying here, he he brings up the depth and the like, um, uh, yeah, just the depth of Israel's or Judah's sin here. It is buried deep in the recesses of their hearts, right? Not only that, though, the metaphor is pressed further because it speaks to the reality that their hearts are hard. <laughs> Think about it. Their hearts are hard. They're like stone, right? And we spoke on this some before, but listen, they had suppressed the truth. They had numbed their consciences, and now their hearts were like Pharaoh's hearts, right? And the Lord's going to bring this up again in 17.9, the famous verse. Remember this. He says, the heart is more deceitful than anything else and incurable. Who can understand it? The heart, the, le the lev or the levav in Hebrew um, was the inner uh, person, right? It was the person's selfhood, right? It was the, the true seat of the mind, the will, and the motives, right, of the human being. And what he's saying here is, Jeremiah said, no, 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 this this sin that we see outwardly can be tracked back in its origin inward, right? Like it's it's something deep within you, right? And uh, what he's saying here is that uh, Israel's sin was so deep that they didn't merely need to be uh, dusted off with commands, but they actually needed radical surgery, right? They needed open heart spiritually uh spiritual open heart surgery and god was the one that was going to have to do it right the lord is clear about that in 17 and in 18 he comes and he we have another uh prophetic sign act so in it the lord commands jeremiah to go to a potter's house right and for him to observe the potter mold clay and he says yo this is me right the lord says this is me i'm the potter and israel is the clay. I have shaped and molded and kept them. Listen, pottery is supposed to be a vessel that is used for a particular purpose by the potter. And what the Lord is saying is that Israel was supposed to be used by God for his redemptive purposes, to bring his blessing to the world, to bring the salvation to the Gentiles, all of these things. And the Lord 
is saying I molded them for a specific reason. <laughs> I created them. I redeemed them for a specific reason. And all I want now is repentance. All I want them to do is to turn from their sin so that they can do what they were intended to do. All right. And he says, no, no, they're in my hand and I can really destroy them if I want. Just in the same way Potter can destroy clay. Right. Or I can keep them if they would just obey me. So over and over, more judgment is prophesied and Jeremiah is going to make a plea and a confession to the Lord for his grace to protect him from his own people. Because they're not just wicked uh, arbitrarily, like they're even being wicked towards me because I'm telling them stuff they don't want to hear. Right. He says this, but you, Lord, know all their deadly plots against me. Listen, the prophets were always persecuted. Right. They wanted him dead simply because he had prophesied the word of the Lord. And it's interesting like he wasn't saying nothing that he was making up. He was just saying what God had said. You see what I'm saying? He was just preaching the text. He was just preaching the covenant. He was just preaching the words of Moses. He was just saying, thus saith the Lord. Right. But we see, we learn this. Listen, when God's people have the courage to speak God's word, especially the uncomfortable parts, they can be and often are held in contempt by those who have gone astray. And the book of Jeremiah is trying to illustrate that for us in these particular texts. 19 comes and we have another uh, sign act. This time the Lord says, uh, go buy potters, go uh, buy a potter's clay jar and take it and shatter it and say, this is what is about to be done to Israel, right? They will not just be broken, but they will be shattered to pieces and the problem is this israel had become full-on paganized right the cultures around them worship baal malik you know ashtarte like all of these pagan gods the cultures around them worshiped at the high places right the the cultures around them literally took their children and burned them in the fire because they were deceived and they believed they were offering a sacrifice sacrifice to one of the pagan gods right? Sickening and terrible. Yes. And if 17 told us about the wickedness of the human heart, 19 shows us, right? And so Israel had full, had full on adopted these things verbatim, right? So in a sense, they had become indistinguishable from the nations around them. And one of the challenges of living in this broken world is that we have this built-in propensity because of the waywardness of our hearts to fall prey to the idols of the world, right? Rather rather than, you know, worshiping the one true God who made the world, right? And it's so subtle. It's so easy to fall into. And it has happened year after year, generation after generation. And we this is why we need God's word, because it searches us and tells us when we're drifting. It tells us when we're going astray, right? And so we need to Listen, we need to guard our hearts, stay vigilant uh, because or vigilant, excuse me, <laughs> because left unchecked, uh, we can find ourselves in a space and in a place that we were never meant to be and that the Lord doesn't want us in. Right. And so Jeremiah is forced to declare the covenant curses, sword, uh, sword famine and plague all over uh, this chapter. And he continues to do that all throughout these chapters. And in 20. His cat named Peshur comes and on this, he comes on the scene. He's a priest, chief officer of the temple. And look what he says. He says, um, so Peshur, the text says this. So Peshur had the prophet Jeremiah beaten and put him in the stocks at the upper Benjamin gate in the Lord's temple. So, temple. so Peshur gets my man Jeremiah beat up, right? 
and Jeremiah comes through and he don't he don't he don't uh he's a better man than me, right? <laughs> he don't uh just throw hands with him back, right? He says it's a rat, right, for the king of Babylon um will come and he will take the people into exile, as he's been saying, right? And because of the persecution he receives, though, Jeremiah has doubts, right? And he grieves his very own ministry, right? And I think um one of the things I love about the book of Jeremiah is how human it portrays Jeremiah as being, right? He uh, reminds us that even the godliest, even the strongest among us, whom the Lord uses, right, mightily uh, can be discouraged, right? Like we all can be discouraged. Nobody is bulletproof, fam, right? And Jeremiah wanted to quit, right? He wanted to quit, but I love the resolve he shows, right? He says, uh, I say, I won't mention him or speak any longer his name. He's like, man, I don't even want to do this no more. But his message becomes a fire burning in my heart, shut up in my bones. I become tired of holding it in and I cannot prevail. You see the dilemma. If he preaches, right, the text will even say he he's a laughingstock of Judah. He's not taken seriously. He's persecuted. He's ridiculed. But check this out. If he doesn't preach, the message of the Lord <laughs> will unsettle him, right? It will be like fire caught up in his bones, fire burning in his heart. And I love this because I just identify with him so much on both on both sides, the humanist, but also like here how he talks about um, the word of God, how he's just compelled, man. It's something pulling him and dragging him to this compelled to preach the oracles of the living God. This unquenchable fire has to be released. He can't hold it back. And regardless, I love it, regardless of how unpopular it was, God wouldn't let him rest until the word he needed to bring forth was indeed brought forth. And we're glad. Listen, today we can even glean from Jeremiah's words because he answered the call. And I'm here to tell you today, if the Lord, right, is an impression upon your heart to bring the word to someone, to bring the word to a group of people, right? Don't suppress it. You don't know what the Lord could do with your faithfulness and your obedience. Listen, sometimes even the faithful, right? Like the prophet Jeremiah, like we will experience grief right in this life if we are speaking god's word but we have to keep going right because god's word is going to be accomplished regardless of who likes it or not right and i love the words of jesus because he provides a, a, a an encouragement for us he says this you are blessed this is matthew 5 uh, verse 11 you are blessed when they insult you and persecute you and falsely say every kind of evil against you because of me right be glad <laughs> wow that's crazy. Be glad and rejoice, fam. Why? Because your reward is great in heaven. For that is how, listen, they persecuted the prophets who were before you, right? This, like, this actually shows you on the right side of this thing, right? And if this is you today, be reminded that even though it may seem like you are preaching to brick walls, evangelizing the people with hard hearts, ostracized by those uh, you love because of being, you're vocal about your fidelity to the scriptures and to the to the Jesus found in the scriptures. Right. Stay encouraged. Stay focused. This is an uncharted territory for the people of God. Listen, and it's not even uncharted, un, uncharted territory for God himself. We see this in the person of Jesus a good, perfect, and true model. Let's pray. God, we ask that you would keep us faithful, Lord, uh, that you would keep us encouraged and that you would give us 
courage, Lord, that we would speak uh, your unadulterated, pure gospel in word, regardless of the outcome, regardless of what people say, regardless of what people think. Lord, I pray that you would give us the strength, Father. We can't do it in our own strength, but we need your Holy Spirit. I pray that we would learn from texts like these and that we would be encouraged by what you're doing 